0: Max, how's it going? Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the show. We got a big one today. We got a call from Bob Iger. Bob, the
1: Instagram. He
0: is, uh, he's finally breaking the cherry, the the sacred Tim Burton cherry that was never to be broken, which is- Henry Selle. They're doing it. They're doing Nightmare Before Christmas 2. Jack Skellington is back, baby.
2: yes. <laughs>
1: Uh, that's... Two. Uh, two. Here we go. This is a, that's great. Uh, this is a movie that uh, I, this is one of those movies that like I got into when I was like two or whatever and just watched it. Like, you know, it's like every day I just wanted to watch it um, again and again and again. Uh, and I had not seen it in like, maybe like twenty years or something. I think maybe the last time I might have seen it, I was like eleven. And uh I watched it the other night getting ready for this big pitch, you know, for Bobby uh Bobby Iger and uh we'll just call him Bob. And uh holy shit, I have every frame of that fucking movie memorized. It was like and I knew all the songs. What a what a movie. And so you uh what's your relationship like with uh, Nightmare Before Christmas?
0: My relationship is complicated and we're gonna hold that opinion for 10 seconds because welcome to podcast to the sequel this is a podcast about sequels about why they work why they don't work um and specifically about the screenplay structure of sequels about what it takes to write them and we don't just talk about the writing of sequels we break stories live on mic we are two of hollywood's top ghostwriters. we
1: tackle all the biggest sequels my name's max i'm a producer also a screenwriter (laughs) I'm Sam. I'm the other one of uh, Hollywood's top ghostwriters. I'm also a filmmaker and editor. Uh, And uh, yeah, this is the one show. If you've never listened before, this is the only show on the internet, uh, also in the top 10% of podcasts globally. Uh, And that's not even a joke. Uh, Look it up. But this is the only show where you get to hear uh, real screenwriters write real stories on the air for some of the biggest Hollywood franchises on earth. And yeah. you'll get to actually hear us pitch this to Bob Iger at the end of the episode. So okay. stick around. The people who live in Hollywood, it's like
0: there's three things they got to do. They got to read Variety, they got to read Deadline, they got to listen to the
1: podcast too. Like, And it's a just lot of people, of I know actually, work. they don't even actually read Writer or Deadline. They just kind of get that, like, because we'll we just kind of give them that knowledge through the show. Yeah. Like if you listen I mean, to the every CEOs episode are
0: on the show, like, why would you? like if you read their words typed it's so boring you get to hear
1: their words dude i i mean that that's what i do actually when i when i read a variety (laughs) or deadline they've got that little button at the top of the page where it's like listen to this article and you click (laughs) it and it's like you know they clearly got that from like npr because like npr would post transcripts and it's like oh this will be like terry groves reading this variety article but it's like a janky ass like 2010 ai being like Bob Who's Iger is losing confidence in the Marvel project. Um, but we'll get into that. Uh, yeah. yeah, Max, what's going on Got the trades? It. Today's a Sunday, November twenty-sixth. We're hoping to get this episode up in time for Christmas time. Uh, who knows what the world will be like next month? I can tell you now, things are not looking good for the Disney Corporation. Uh, the Marvels no. just flopped uh, with their big, you know, superhero movie sequel to Captain Marvel, which was a huge success. Uh, and Wish they, just bombed their new animated
0: project.
1: Their animated project, which uh, it's not getting discussed enough because it, it was a big deal when it was announced back in like 2020 and everybody's like, oh my God, Disney's out of ideas. This is the end. Uh, but it's a movie based on the Disney logo. It's about the star that goes from the D to the I. Uh, of course, on Disney Plus, it goes from the D to the plus. And it goes, what? I have a conspiracy
0: with this star, which is that because they were putting this star front and center everywhere. I have very little evidence for this conspiracy, but this, but, uh, Mickey Mouse is entering the public domain very soon. I think they are desperate for a new company mascot that they fully own and hasn't, like, slightly entered the public domain the way Mickey Mouse did, because I think it's just, like, the Steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse that's entering. Like, I think they still own, like, the, the future versions of Mickey. Like, you can't
1: do that art style. Yeah I, I, and that's so strange to me cuz I'm like it's the same shit and I also I guess Mickey Mouse has its lovers but I never got the appeal of Mickey Mouse. I never I like Steamboat Willie actually Steamboat Willie when I was a kid I'd see that I was like this is cool. Like that guy's that's a cute little mouse. There's He's a new, little weirdo.
0: This new there's these new Mickey Mouse cartoons that have been being made in, like, the last five, ten years that are, like, a bit better because they gave Mickey a bit more of a personality. He's not, like, the wonderbread character. Like, he's kind of pissy and angry and, like, he feels like a
1: total, like, older millennial, like, that's like,
0: it's like, I'm just trying to be cheery. It's all good. Yeah. I like that. Um, yeah, I've seen some yeah.
1: of those shows. They do they do look cool. And they've, they've They're got, a bit like, better. They've got a more modernized animation style where they're still using, like they're using basically the same design with, you know, like the tweaks to the whatever. But that is cool. Um, But I just, I don't know. People like those little Mickey Mouse watches and stuff. but I never really, I was like, have you ever met someone who's like, oh, I love, like you meet a lot of people who are like, I love Disney. And like because they love like X amount of movies in the Disney pantheon. But I never meet anybody who's like, oh, I love Mickey Mouse. I love watching Mickey Mouse cartoons. Yeah. I love him it's as a character. Just like all those Disney adults, I like can't relate, you know. They the But like you've met them. With... You've talked to Disney adults, right? Like do they ever actually like Mickey like as a character of a story or do they just I like him as a say symbol that of I I've met
0: someone. I mean, I think there's people that love the symbol of the Fab 5 which are like the five main Disney mascots at any given time. It's uh like right now it would be Donald, Goofy, Mickey, Minnie, Pluto. Um, but Pluto's kind of been like a swing before. Um, it's there's there was a period where Roger Rabbit was one of the Fab Five. What like in the eighties? Yeah, like during Eisner era, Disney. Michael Eisner was the CEO of Disney from like the
1: eighties until the mid two thousands. He he handed it off. Yeah, he handed it off to Bob Iger, right? He picked he Iger, basically. selected Bob Iger.
0: I think that, like, a lot of what the modern Disney company is is largely because of Eisner, actually. Like, Iger kind of got to ride the wave that he started. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think the recent stuff that's been happening at Disney is the first time that he's riding his own wave. Um Because, like, I guess we should talk about the movie that the episode's about soon, but just to to keep talking about this for a second because disney's clearly desperate by ordering nightmare before christmas too. one of their big merch pushers is nightmare before christmas
1: and i think um, they've said they've tried to do this in the past right and they couldn't get it off they couldn't get the creative teams well, on tim burton just would not sign off on it he's like this is like the one
0: thing where he has any soul <laughs> as an artist anymore is he's like no nightmare before christmas too, like it seems like he'll do anything else. Like, he'd sell his mom to the Disney company
1: before he would let them make the sequel. Well, he's changed his two, and I mean, you've seen he's in love now. He's just started dating uh, someone new. I can't remember who. Do you remember who? Let me look, you want to look this up? Should I look this up? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? The audience seen this? has to
0: know. I have, well, it's I have funny. I not keep let me... up
1: with who Tim Burton dates.
0: I thought it, I he, I guess, I knew he split up with Helen dating... Bottom
1: Carter. Okay, you're going to like this. You He's dating okay. Monica Bellucci. He's dating Monica Bellucci. So who's like, who's that? I don't know who Monica Bellucci is. Monica Bellucci is like who's famous, that? famously like gorgeous like actress. Uh, what's Monica Bellucci known for? Uh, because Monica I, Bellucci, this is she's what in people, a bunch of stuff. Uh, oh, she's Spectre, pretty. Beetlejuice, two, the the Mafia. Okay, these are why she's is, a Bond girl. She's a Bond girl. Uh, cool. From Spectre? Was that when she was yeah. a Bond girl? She was big before that. She's in, um, I don't know, I always think of her in Twin Peaks The Return, there's this random scene where uh, David Lynch's character, G- Gordon Cole, just goes like, I had another Monica Bellucci dream last night, and then they like later on they show the dream and she's in his dream playing herself, just being like hot and stuff. Um, but uh, anyway, there's this video of him I saw the other day He's at a red carpet event for something. Of Tim Burton. Of Tim Burton. And he's walking around and he's like giddy. He's like dancing with glee. He's like super girlfriend guy, like kissing her hand and stuff. He's like giddy. So I think they saw this window. They were like, we got to get him. We got to lock him in real quick. Uh, it was like, Tim Burton, Tim Burton, you be... want to do, do Nightmare Before Christmas 2? You want to do Nightmare Before Christmas 2? Not Monica Bellucci. And he's like, <laughs> uh, he's, "Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'd love to. Ugh. Do you think they were, they were like presented him something that says do you want to do Monica Bellucci but like Monica Bellucci was like just taped right. over loosely over like it really says Nightmare Before Christmas 2 and he saw, he's like yeah
1: and he signed I, it like really excited. Well, I read the trade so actually what they did is they said do you want to do Nightmare Before Christmas 2 perhaps casting Monica Bellucci but they put Nightmare Before Christmas 2 perhaps casting in a very that, small font. Yeah. And a, we all, I mean, as it's known in the biz, Tim Burton needs his readers. He can't read without his readers. That's why he mostly adapts, like, comic books and stuff. You yeah, know? I, mean, he, uh, I mean, he yeah, limited listen. words. He's, yeah, not not a, he's not a talking man. He's not a writing man's director, you know what I mean? He's kind of a drawing man's director. Well, let's talk about Tim Burton, because he but, created this character when he was back he, at a, he was working yeah. at Disney as a as an animator, correct? Is that true? Yeah, no,
0: yeah, no, this is, I mean, like, Tim Burton in, the Disney Pantheon is an interesting thing because he um, he was part of a fairly famous time period at Cal Arts. Cal Arts was the state art school started by Walt Disney. Basically, like when they needed animators after Snow White, he was like, "Oh, it would be really great if I started a college that was essentially a funnel for exactly what we need. Like where you start training them young, so and then they can't work anywhere but for us." Um, and yeah by the 70s um all of these people that had grown up on Fantasia on Pinocchio on Snow White which like we kind of all take for granted now but like stuff like
1: Fantasia was crazy at the time like Fantasia's crazy now if you yeah I mean I that's something I haven't watched in like 20 years but like if you put that on it's like well, it's he, so 60s. Is it's from the 60s or is it from the 50s? 50s? 50s. 50s, even earlier. Yeah, well, it feels progressive for its time. I mean, there's just like sequences about like lines talking to each other and singing. It's so weird. It's so cool. I mean, Walt Disney was a madman and was like, I mean,
0: Fantasia <laughs> was his big movie he got to make because of the huge success of Snow White, where he was like, we're going to make a symphony of animation where it's like, where animation moves to music. It feels like- Mozart, um, it's crazy. The kids that fell in love with that start attending CalArts in the 70s and they don't realize that they're being trained for a company that's about to fall apart. People that were there at this time, John Lasseter, Brad Burt, who are the other, um, uh, Pete Doctor? like all of the main Pixar people are there. Henry Selick's there, Tim Burton's there all at the same time you can see them all in pictures together they all immediately graduate college they go to work on fox and the hound at disney and it's a miserable experience they all kind of quit one by one because they're like this isn't the disney we thought we were going to be a part of like they're making bad shit now this is like black cauldron times we're like black cauldron was the disney film that tanked Disney animation for a while. Like it was why they fired the CEO and brought in Michael Eisner and um Jeffrey Katzenberg, who you might would know way more as the founder of DreamWorks someday, because spoiler alert, he had a falling out with Michael Eisner. All this is to say, Tim Burton was at Disney in the 70s. He leaves. Um, he had made these incredible short films, though, like Frank and Weenie, but Garnered the attention of the producers that hired him for Pee-wee's Big Adventure, and just Tim Burton's career in the '80s is crazy. Of just going like Pee-wee's Big Adventure into Edward Scissorhands into Batman, insane. Um, like the f- I, the fact that Tim Burton became one of the blockbuster directors of his time. He was like at the time he was viewed as a challenger to Spielberg. Yeah, um, wow, is wild. And um, right at the peak of his success, he had written this poem, A Nightmare Before Christmas. He loved stop-motion animation. He had this idea for a story. He knew his buddy, Henry Selick. At CalArts, there were two camps that started to form of, like, the two types of animators that were there. There were the classic animators and the, like, experimental animators tim burton obviously was in the experimental camp but like the like kind of cool kid jock like the leader of the pack of the classic animators was brad Bird. the kind of like cool kid leader of the pack of the experimental animators was henry Selleck. oh um henry sellick was like the guy that like tim burton looked up to in college wow who like was kind of struggling though because he's a bit like we'll explore Jack Skellington being and he like had a bit of an ego. He was a bit difficult to work with, and so uh, it was kind of this perfect thing of like Tim Burton's. Like, I want this movie to be made. I want a big, major deal stop. Like, there's never really been a stop motion animated film that was like released by a company like Disney and like truly distributed to the masses.
1: There's never been a wide release stop motion animated film before, right? Because I guess like Rudolph and all those were made for TV, right? It was like CBS yeah. or something, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like, I think
0: Nightmare Before Christmas fits in this interesting echelon of three films, which is like, for the three main styles of animation that exists in our world, in like, film right now, like, it's crazy to me that the big splash first feature to go wide for all three are classics. Snow White,
1: Nightmare Before Christmas, Toy Story. You're saying like, first, like, first 2D cell animated feature film. Uh, mm-hmm. and then first uh, stop motion first like wide release stop motion right. first wide release um, feature computer animation yeah feature film yeah yeah and then Toy Story the first computer or CGI it is cool to see like yeah this was a big scope movie that and I mean it is funny looking at it too now it's like it also feels small like their crowd scenes have like 12 characters because you know it's all these people moving that by hand i know there's some digital effects that you see in the credits uh towards the end they credit pixar and uh some some other computer animating companies who, like i'm sure doing some basic compositing work and all of that adding like little fire effects it's interesting because yeah it was, well, it was the first to do it like this i guess at this scale at this level of marketing there were you know to be clear, there were feature there were 90-minute or more, 70-minute or more uh stop-motion films made before this, but this was a big studio production with uh you know big money going into it and uh was released in theaters nationwide for Christmas. And
0: Disney was like killing it at this. By the time that they're doing this, the Disney Renaissance has started. They've got Little Mermaid in the bag. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got Aladdin in the bag. Oh, nice. And it's like and they're they just have enough they're making enough money now that they're like, let's spread our wings a little bit. Big mistake. Yeah. Well, Light Before Christmas did great. Beginning like, of the end did solid. Did it? did it? It did it, Yeah, it was not a bomb. It did well. Um, and it is absolutely one of their biggest merch sellers to this day. I mean, oh, like yeah. this movie culturally is huge. And I guess that's part of what I want to talk about. Is like watching it. I am both, I am equally surprised that it was a hit, but also like, I know this is contradictory, but like equally surprised that people couldn't see that this was going to be a hit. Its box office was interesting. It didn't like explode into the box office. It was a slow trickle kind of. And I think mm-hmm. it's because like, it's it's a movie for the weird kids.
1: Yeah. Is that why you th- I'm curious why you think that, because I, I looked at this, watching it i mean it really resonated with me but like it's hard to say you know it clicked to me when i was like two years old which is like okay i guess we had a vhs lying around or something uh <laughs> and i remember my mom my mom was talking about it the other day i saw her she was like yeah like you weren't ever scared of it like there was like people you know like like she was talking about the scene where like sally jumps off the tower and like her body falls apart and then she like you yeah think she's dead for a second she stitches herself back together but uh Looking at it now, I'm like, this is, yeah, this is a major goth kid production. You know, it's the yeah. goth subculture from the, the 70s and 80s, you know, when Tim Burton and, and uh, uh, Henry uh I don't know, was Henry Selka a goth kid at all, or is he just more artsy? I guess it's the same shit back then, or forever, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think less so than Burton. Uh, he was like a more o- outgoing kind of goth kid, you know, like mm-hmm. he, was, um, like yeah, he yeah, was- Like me. Yeah, he was a bit more extroverted-
1: like Sam. He was like, like Sam as people he's would kind of, famously say. I can't wait to make my core line. Um by the way we should clarify cuz I think that there many of our m- many members of our audience will know this but for the uh those less in tune with uh, the whole story here. Burton he so he created this poem that you were saying uh-huh. uh and then he created the characters to go with the poem while he's working there.
0: Yeah, basically this the uh, Jack Skellington zero and the idea of them entering Christmas land out of Halloween land, like that's all Bert. Mm-hmm. But then, then he
1: brings in, he's like, he's like a seller. big, big, big director. And he brings in sell to sort of man the ship. So, and I, and I believe that was a bit of a point of contention at the time. And to this day, cause he really? brought it, Henry South brought it up in a recent interview in promotion of his new movie. But uh, yeah, it'd be, it was Tim Burton's the nightmare before Christmas. Yeah. In the title. So it,
0: it, Tim Burton had like visited set 10 times, allegedly, and like he was not a big part of this creatively beyond the poem. Having said all of this, I think like, unfortunately for Henry Selick, it's like no one saw it coming how huge this movie could be, especially in the long run. And um, quite honestly, like from my understanding of it, Disney was will, was a, gonna pull the plug on the project pretty early on they were like, eh, we're not so sure about this. Like, this is getting a bit too expensive and it was one of the like, lobbying chips they had was like well, what if we call it Tim Burton's Nightmare before Christmas? Oh, okay. And then Disney was like, then we'll do it. So it's kind. It's like, I get it. it I, I get the frustration from Henry Selick but also, like... I also understand why people think like he was
1: emulating Burton's style this, yeah. this isn't how Selleck yeah. would animate it you know it's or it, it, maybe it's it feels... how he would animate it but the designs I, yeah. the aesthetic the designs are very I mean they're, I think they're... Coraline matches his aesthetic closer than
0: Nightmare Before Christmas does
1: that tracks yeah yeah I'd say yeah the his of his work yeah he's definitely into this certain stop motion style I think but yeah the the I mean you see you can see Burton's original drawings <laughs> where he draws this world and it's like, yeah, that's his it's his uh like cabinet of Dr. Caligari, uh what do you call it? German uh what's that called? German, German expressionism. German expressionism. Thank you, Jesus. Well, we should get into it in a second. I do want to ask, yeah. well, much to talk about. One question yeah. for you though. Uh you brought up, you know, this sort of uh crazy trajectory Burton's career took around this time. Only- um and i think it's it is interesting cuz it's like oh like he is a he's a weirdo he's got like clearly he's got a specific voice but you wouldn't expect this to resonate so well you wouldn't expect nightmare before christmas to be such a hit when it's so it gothy it. and eerie and like darker than i remembered and creepy just... uh what do you think it is about him that uh both in his art and just in the uh directing and producing side of the business like what do you what do you think that is why did he pull it off um
0: i think and this ties into talking about, like, what works about this movie quite well. I mean, like, first of all, like, his, the creepy shit he's into, especially with kids, just, like, there's always going to be a subset of kids that like creepy shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. kids play with worms in the mud for a reason. Like, it's just cool, and it's gross, and it's awesome. But, like, getting into, like, the more ethereal DNA of all of this he famously grew up in the suburbs of California, hated his life, hated everyone he was around, hated his parents, hated living in these cookie-cutter homes. And I think, like, he's especially when he was thriving in the, like, 80s and 90s, when his career was doing really well, he just had this ability to tap into the feeling of, like, God, I hate my life. God, I just want things to get better. Like, like the frustration of... Being around so much normalcy that especially was prevalent
1: in the 80s. Right, right. Um, Reaganism and all that.
0: Yeah, Cult I think war. he just like had a finger on that pulse really well. And like watching Nightmare Before Christmas, it's interesting to me because Jack's not a particularly easy protagonist to link into in a lot of ways. Like he's actually a startlingly non-Disney protagonist. And so we'll get into that in a second. I think. That the most important key element of this film's storytelling that is the reason it hits to this day is Sally. I think quite honestly is the fact that the Sally, Sally is the romantic interest in this film where she is like this zombie Frankenstein type creature. That is constantly pining for Jack Skellington, the mayor of Halloween Town. Well, he's
1: got the mayor. And he's the Pumpkin King. There's a separate he's the Pumpkin mayor. King. There's a mayor. Uh, You're right. Please, You're right. please be careful about you know talking about complicated political issues like this it's when true. you don't even understand their form of governance. It's a uh, 2 heads it's of true. state. But keep going. Keep going. That's true. Sorry. It's uh, of course it's my it's apology. clear in the film that the mayor is more or less a figurehead. He won't make any decisions yeah. without Jack. Anyway, keep going. And some of my pitches are going to get into this, but oh, um, fuck yeah.
0: Yeah, we get political. I, um, yeah, but um, I think Sally perfectly taps into this very like eighth grade middle school feeling of having a crush. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I think that's why kids still love this movie to this day. Is that like when I was that age and I had a crush? It is just so classic to be to just like kind of like go sit near them and like maybe like put like a snack like 10 feet away from them you're like maybe they'll reach for the snack maybe they'll see that i'm the one that's been for them this whole time did you do that did i do that no but i would like do the thing where like I'd go stand in the circle that my crush was like talking in. And every time that they laughed, they told a joke, I would like laugh. And I'd be like, maybe they're going to notice that I'm laughing every
1: time. Yeah, they probably
0: did. They probably did. And they were like,
1: oh, Yay And I look like Jack Skellington. I'm, I'm, I'm a little thin skeleton boy. Yeah. Back then you probably had like a little bowl cuts. Your head was like a little round, little round skull. It was a little, and I didn't have eyes. I just had big gaping holes. I yeah, get my eye surgery. Yeah, brutal. That's yeah, but th- that trauma is what makes you out. one of Hollywood's top ghostwriters You know. Yeah. Yeah. Story it's... for a different time. Massacada. Um. Yeah, I, well, I, I don't know if I fully agree with that. I, 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 yeah, sure, sure. I don't feel like arguing that. I don't think that makes any sense to me. Um.
0: But well, what's I'll, like?
1: Yeah, what do you think? What do you mean? Well, I think that it's a hit because the songs are good. Uh, yeah, the and the, it's a, it is aesthetically different and specific, and it's just um, yeah, it totally resonates. Uh, I think it's just a hit. Um, it is, and it's it's impressive because it is kind of a disaster production where like they didn't have a script while they were writing it. They just had the song, or while they they had started animating without a finished script, and um yeah. they were animating just the songs and like. Danny Elfman's wife was just sort of around, like because you know she lived with him and he was doing the music, and she just kind of started. She took on writing the story around the songs. Like they had an outline, but they didn't have like dialogue and stuff. And it gives it this weird, like there's some of the dialogue scenes are like weird. Like there's this the always it always echoes to my head all the time where it's like the doctor Sally's a maker. He's like curiosity killed the cat, you know. And Jack Scall Jack just goes, I know. And it's, like, so weird, and it's, like, cool. Like, just, I don't know, it's a great little... She
0: was specifically brought in to flesh out Sally. Really? Like, she was, yeah, she was, like... This is part of where I got this thought, was that she was, like, I think Sally is a great surrogate for, like, young kids, like, dealing with hormones early. Like, these are... And especially... I just think it's, like, look, anyone that's ever had a crush on a narcissist before... Someone that's never going to notice you—they're only going to notice themselves. Like, well, let's I make just them a
1: narcissist to because they didn't Not notice you. Notice they didn't because no, they didn't like notice you you. don't
0: notice you. other if you're like Jack Stellington, you don't notice other people's feelings and you only think about how you feel at all times. Uh-huh. Like, I'd say that's a pretty narcissistic. A narciss- narcissist. I don't. Know, I guess in, in I our think modern... Jack is a narcissist in this movie.
1: Sure, sure, sure. I just yeah, okay, yeah, I can buy it. All right, keep going. Let's hear it. Yeah, that's you a, want me to that, make that case huh? okay yeah no you you keep going. no just finish what were you saying what were you saying before i that's what i was it? saying I, I said you, I you said, said you think anyone who falls in love with a narcissist and then i didn't oh. let you finish but yeah anyone that's fallen in love with an nar- or like had a crush on a narcissist
0: like knows what it's like to just like kind of like Desperately put yourself out there around them all the time, and it's like it, the kind of people that fall for and have a crush on a narcissistic type like that tend to have so little confidence themselves. They're they're falling for the exact thing that they just wish that they had, which is going to cause them to be terrible at trying to get that person's attention because they're not going to have much confidence to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think Sally's a really relatable character, mm-hmm. um, despite like
1: potentially being underwritten definitely definitely but it, it is a, it is an hour and 16 minute long musical which you know most of the runtimes packed with songs and uh it's just i think it's tough to fit in dialogue character moments when you have to go into spectacle songs all the time um i do think it's interesting it's just something i've been watching a lot of stuff there's a shout out to a great youtube channel bullets and blockbusters uh great uh if you're if you like this show you'd love them and uh i'd love to talk to some of those guys and get them on the show but uh they do just great videos about um hollywood projects that didn't get completed or what could have been uh so they do a spider-man sam rammy spider-man 4 like we did but they actually do it based on the research uh but they talk a lot about a couple of tim burton projects around this time so like what would his Batman three be? What would his uh, Superman movie be? And um, Batman's an interesting case because he's working under producer John Peters, who's famously, he was Barbara Streisand's hairdresser. And uh, through that uh, was able to climb the ranks into somehow becoming an, ex- an exec and like a major producer. And he like bought the rights to Superman and all of this stuff. And uh, he was this incredibly powerful person in Hollywood uh, with a gorgeous head of hair. That had no like story writing experience, uh, but as as many execs do, as we know, you know, working in the biz, uh, they oh, love to know. get their fingers in that pie and they want to start changing things up. And uh, it's impre- so like with Batman, for instance, uh, he's like making all these creative decisions. He's like, there needs to be a guy with swords that Batman fights, and like um, his the big story he's famous for is a. Uh, Which Kevin Smith tells in this video on stage in a video is that he's making the Superman movie and he's like, Superman needs to fight a giant spider. Do you know spiders? They're like the apex predator of the insect kingdom. And uh, he just has weird ideas like that. And of course, that movie never gets made, but he puts the giant spider in the Will Smith Wild, Wild West film. Just a weird guy. But a uh, really tough guy to deal with and clearly a tough guy to make a good film under. And in Batman, he was like going around Tim Burton's shoulders and had them construct this giant clock tower or this giant tower set piece like set mm-hmm. uh, without Tim Burton knowing. And he didn't know until it was like done and he was like pissed off. And he had to basically rewrite the film so that it, the climax would take place there and Jack Nicholson would get thrown off. Um But that movie's, like, pretty good. I mean, obviously that movie was the biggest thing ever uh, at the time and is directly responsible for our, uh, I mean, it's a straight line with, like, very little gaps from that movie coming out to now when the superhero air is ending, more or less. I'd say it was
0: the next beat in the story of, like, Jaws, Star Wars, kind of start the motions of, like, this is what a blockbuster could be. I'd say, like... Batman was like what locked it in. It's like, and now we know exactly what a blockbuster of the modern era is. And yeah, kind of didn't change much until Marvel came around. I'd say and changed that formula. Um, that didn't last long though. Not not as not as long of a <laughs> legacy as uh, Burton's Batman no, as we'll we're see. seeing.
1: We'll see. You know, the Marvels yeah. could really have a good uh, cultural staying power. Um, but no, I think what's interesting about Burton is that it looks like he was he was really able to smuggle in and work the studio system to get his, his shit out the door and make, because uh, the challenge of being a director in the studio system at that level is not necessarily making a good, like writing and directing a good movie. It's getting it through all of the other people that are going to want to change this and this and that and that. And that's why you see so many movies, like these big movies where you're like, oh, it was almost good. It was almost there. Why'd they do this? Why was this person in? Why, was, why did this character feel cut out? Things like that.
0: And it helped that he, Burton just had these monumental successes because like Pee Wee was like fairly well-received. And then, but like Edward Scissorhands and Beetlejuice were like hits. Hits with a capital H that are weird and crazy and shouldn't be hits. And then- Batman his Batman is weird as fuck it's like and especially Batman Returns obviously is like what happens when they full. Fo- he had had so many successes that they're like how oh, you get to do it every while we trust you and then it was like ooh, we gotta put that cat back in the bag you got your little too, a bunch of a little creep and then that actually the kind of kicked creep.
1: off his, his string of flops of like that and like Mars attacks and uh, kind of his bum era which some might argue he never really came out of but you know um, yeah. I heard Big Eyes was good like when he came out that 10 years ago apparently that's pretty good it's that good I didn't, didn't I like mean it. it's fine fine it was, yeah I mean I read it was good in Entertainment Weekly in print back when that was a thing you'd read while taking I a shit I feel like it's Sweeney
0: Tom. Todd is probably his last thing but like even that I'm like, not gonna watch
1: that never gonna watch that shit
0: there's people that like Big Fish Um
1: oh Big Fish is good I like Big Fish I, mean, I liked it as a kid I haven't seen it in a while I mean, there's
0: two like Faustian bargains to study, which is like, what was, what bargain did Tim Burton make with the devil to like get to have the 80s and the 90s that he did that just like abruptly changed the second that 2000 hit? Yeah. Um, The second that Mars Tax comes out, it's over. Um, I mean, could it also. Never rebounded.
1: Sorry, keep going. Well, I was going to say, could it be that. I mean it's the it's the tale as old as time when you have a lot of success or when you become the the biggest thing ever uh it is hard to for maybe it's because it's hard to find that part of you that was so thirsty to to make something that you'll make something as good as you used to or it's you're not you're not as good at uh you know it's like the george lucas thing where it's like he had to take all of this feedback and notes and changes to make star wars but once he was like top dog and no one could say no to him anymore he makes the prequels and it's like well it's like he probably could have gotten done a couple more drafts with some more feedback yeah um or
0: i thought you were going a different direction with that which is like if you if the thing that made tim burton work so well was that he could turn like tap into a certain angst a certain like fear of like uh, a certain lack of confidence a certain like fear of the world like when you reach a certain level of richness and success, like you're not gonna be able to tap into that anymore. You just can't right. relate. Um, I think it's like why James Cameron gets to continue thriving is like, his thing was always like tapping into like megalomaniac, crazy people. <laughs> and so like, he get, he could keep doing that. He's great at, because that's who he is at his core. <laughs> and that's, yeah, and yeah. the more successful you get, that's not gonna stop.
2: Yeah, uh, gosh,
0: what a cool guy. So it's, um, but yeah. speaking of what I find interesting about Nightmare Before Christmas is Jack Skellington is to me such an analog for a filmmaker. It's like, it's exactly a director. It's like once upon a time, there was a person who should be really happy with all of their success. They've gotten everything that they wanted. Everyone celebrates them. And it's like, I just want to try something new. And then they discover the new thing that gets them tickled, the new thing that interests them. And they start like trying to get everyone else into, they're like, come on, everyone likes this. Not just me, you all want to do this. Come on. And then everyone gets involved and then they all try to do it. And then this is like making a flop is like, they make it, it comes out, everyone's like, we don't like it. And then his song is so director brain where it's like, they're not right. I'm right. They're wrong for not liking the thing that I like. Like his song, he sings this crazy song, Which song about like Jack's song right after like everyone hates his Christmas, where he's like, like where he's, what he's, have I like, done? Uh, where he's like in the graveyard. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, it was actually a great, it was a great Christmas. Like I, I succeeded actually. Um, Is that what he
1: does? Oh, I guess he does, but he says, he- isn't the sort of gist of it that he's like. Oh, who I am I should stick to who I am which is the pumpkin king and it kind of turns back to that by the end but I like see.
0: His, his big lament is like in not literally Jack's lament that's the beginning of the film um, I don't know. I just find it very like it's funny to me that Danny Elfman said it was really easy to write the songs because he really related to Jack Skellington
1: well, where's Elfman's career at this point He's he did the score for Batman before this, right? Or is this yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's like really
0: thriving as a film composer. Oinko Blinko's still doing well. Uh, this was the film that turned Elfman and Burton against each other for a long time. Really? Why was that? Because Elfman made a big play went to Tim Burton and was like I love these songs so much. I think I should voice Jack Skellington. Uh, and he auditioned, he got the part, he sings the songs, he does all the lines. And then the execs are like, We don't like his acting. We like his singing, we don't like his acting. And Burton allows them to recast him and put an actor in for the voice acting of just the dialogue. And he was really mad at Tim Burton. So Tim Burton hired someone new to do the score for Ed Wood. Wow. And then they took a 10 year break from each other. Um,
1: of this movie wow so a lot of conflicts in this one a lot of conflicts in this one um well I guess Bobby's gonna be here pretty soon Like Bobby's gonna be so. here yeah Probably get uh get cracking on this sucker right we
0: should break this story we should get this going moving and grooving
1: yeah um, um well you wanna start we you should we got go. Sorry, should, we, should I ask you what your complicated relationship is with this film that's how we started the episode or should we just scrap oh, it oh yeah is that our um
0: that's our Maz Kanata. Well, it's either gonna be our Maz Kanata that never came back, or it's gonna be did JJ Abrams ever do it properly? Did he ever
1: successfully a setup, do a, a Set up and box? a payoff? Yeah. Ray's parents, successful setup and payoff. He set it up and we learned who they were, and it was planned that way all I guess along. Maybe this will be as successful and as interesting to the audience
0: as Ray's lineage turned out to be. Um No, I just, I had never seen this film until like a month ago. Uh, It re-released in theaters in 3D and I went to go see it because I was bored one afternoon um, and thought it was super fun. Uh, I wasn't allowed to see it growing up because my mom said it was for weird kids. And she said she didn't want me to grow, to become a kid that like wears all black every day and it's weird. She Um, said that? Yeah. (laughs) She's like, she's like, those are the creepy kids. I don't want you to be a creepy kid. Uh, similarly, I was a Cub Scout and I really liked it. And my mom's secretly plotted with my uncle to get me to quit Cub Scouts because they were like, we can't raise a nerd. Like it's that's like it's gonna be so embarrassing if he's a nerd. Didn't they ma- So they bullied me into dropping out of Cub Scouts.
1: So. That's how I ended up normal.
2: <laughs> um,
1: okay, well, uh, I liked it, and my mom let me watch it, and I didn't turn out like a nerd or a weird kid. Whatever. Okay, Nightmare Before Christmas, too. New holiday? What are we thinking? A new holiday? Or are we sticking with the Christmas thing? See, I thought about a new holiday, and it, first of all, it, the two
0: holidays they got are the two best holidays. Like, let's call let's call it what it is. And but like so many of the holidays on the table that could work are just lightning rods that I don't feel like don't want to get into Thanksgiving.
1: Like, let's be real. What's what, like, what's at the heart of that one? Don't want to get Jack into it. Jack Skellington could be our, our nation's pathway to decolonization. Who knows? True. True. Um,
2: yeah.
0: Similarly, 4th of July not uh not a dream holiday to explore uh what's what's behind that one. Okay, um,
1: okay. Here, let's uh Easter's
0: too to Jesus E, but like...
1: there is the Saint Patrick's Day one. What about Jack Skellington finds the true meaning of Saint Patrick's Day? Like what if we do an Irish thing? The nightmare before Saint Patrick's it. Day.
0: De- I mean, I, this is what I want to debate. This is, this is where I'm at, though. Like, the obvious direction to go here is new holiday. But, like, in terms of the narrative promise, in terms of, like, Nightmare Before Christmas too. do people really want a new holiday? Because I don't think they actually do.
1: Well, I guess it goes to the question of, like, is do... Because I didn't like specifically love this movie as a Christmas movie growing up. I really loved it. The appeal to me was just the, I think, the aesthetics and the songs and all of that. Um, It wasn't necessarily like, because actually, not that much of the movie even is Christmassy. It's mostly in Halloween town. Um, And, uh, you know, and the Christmas scenes are fucked up and crazy. So, like, are we, and I, I know it gets, you know, it gets play for Christmas, but it's never felt like a Christmas, Christmas movie to me. You know, it's not like Rudolph. Um so do we want to make it a Christmas release or should we just double down on Halloween town time? Because like the appeal, Ugh. I think the reason like they're the merch they sell for the most part is like creepy Jack Skellington Halloween stuff. Like they sell Christmas stuff, but like I think the appeal yeah. is the Halloween element. Like we like we want to go back sells. to Halloween Town.
0: Yeah, we definitely want to stay in Halloween town. I I I Halloween Town is a given. It. it has to be. Halloween Town has to be baked into this. I just like challenge this. Like, I feel like it's a misunderstanding of why people like this, or it's like too easy. It it's it's a sequel that would be very easy to ignore if they just do another holiday. Like, I feel <laughs> sure. like people would see that trailer and be like, "Oh, okay, I get." Yeah, maybe we'll watch that on Disney Plus. Like, we got to make this an event.
1: Bob needs this. Have you seen how much they're bombing? Bob, He's Bob bomb, Iger. He's Bob Iger. He should have brought back Bob Vape check, uh to yeah. write him a check. Uh, yeah, something like that. Could be a TikTok. Um, well, I've got. To, this is giving me an idea though, because I think that it's like, okay, okay, what's a new threat? What's a new threat for uh, Halloween Town? Like, why would they? Uh, maybe they've got to defend Halloween Town. Maybe there's something there, and like, then it could be. It's not. We're not repeating a story. The story of like, oh, and then Jack gets excited by a new holiday and does the same arc but like what if it's like Jack's got to hold his hold it down as a leader uh against like the invasive leprechauns of St. Patrick's Day or St. Patrick himself perhaps
2: we so had like, where Nick. my
0: brain's gone with this is like what if what if in the last one St. Nick Santa um and all of them have now discover that this land exists they didn't know about halloween town either and now he has seen this land so like maybe maybe saint nick has like his toy operation he doesn't have enough land for it like they they can't make all the toys for all the kids anymore because kids there's too many kids on earth asking for toys now like they they don't have room anymore like you look It's an you overpopulation see the North plot. <laughs> yeah, well, you see the North Pole now, and it's just like covered in factories, and he's just like, mm-hmm. oh, "We need more land." Like, he's like, "Wait, I know where we could go." So he like goes to um, Halloween Town, and he's like, "This is our—it's both of ours now. Like, we share this," and he slowly starts to take over Halloween Town, and force them into forced labor to make the toys for Christmas and it's mm-hmm. all about like Jack's gotta stand
1: up to Santa who's um who's an infiltrating force that's cool I like that uh here's what I wanna try doing for this episode that we've never done before we're gonna There's keep that it. idea but what if we do a like 60 second to 2 minute long rapid fire just like take trenches firing out concepts and ideas like yeah yeah let's try it okay um we're gonna start the timer at 50, 47, 48, 49. All right. Uh uh fighting against hordes of elves. Uh Halloween town fighting against hordes of elves. Go. The the elves um eat eat too much ca- eat too much candy corn and become monsters. Cool, cool. We gotta bring back Oogie Boogie. Because uh, he's the only one for the job, but they have to like reconstruct him, and it's like maybe a MacGuffin chase for the bugs or something. What about? Uh, oh, I had a good one. Uh, uh, oh, well, in the first one, uh, Jack or uh, what's the girl's name? The doll's name, Sally. Sally? Sally's a Frankenstein dad. He made he took cut out half of his brain and made a, a girl, uh, mad scientist, to be his companion. Right. Uh-huh. Um she could be here. She could be a factor. What's how has he changed? That he's half, half brained. Um, is he chill? Is he like a really good guy now? Is she cool? Well, maybe like she's is Sally left dealing brain with
0: and he's oh, right brain. Funny. So, like, that's funny. Sh- she's really good. at. He's only good at creative stuff now. Yeah. I mean, I think with la- Sally and Jack, it's like,
1: are they still together? Well, here's an idea. Um, jumping off this, uh, in the way that you've explained that Sally was sort of made for like middle schoolers and teenagers and stuff deep going through like yeah. crushes and feeling misunderstood and all of that. And I guess a key plot point in the film is her, uh, sort of like rebelling from her father, her father, who you know, made her and everything. Um, mm-hmm. what if this is like, what about, what happens when your dad starts seeing a new woman and, uh, starts getting all weird? Like what if she, what if Sally's dealing with like her new parents like, divorced it dad, is. like, what he's becoming a wife guy. Maybe his half brained what new wife is like uh, controlling or trying to change too many things or something. I mean, she didn't really like the status quo. I don't know. We're just spitballing here. Um, uh, oh, what about the children that were visited by Jack in uh, Nightmare Before Christmas One? It's like a generation of children that have grown up uh, like traumatized. Uh, or maybe they loved that. Like
0: maybe it was like that was so cool, and Santa can't compete. Like they keep asking for Halloweeny kind of things, and Santa's like, "I don't know how to do this."
1: Yeah. What? 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 What is the? What happens to the world after there was a? Uh, you know, it's kind of. It's like it's kind of like nine eleven, where like, like no one had ever done that before. So like no one had, we didn't really have any systems in place to stop it? Cause we're like, why would you do like no one's gonna do no one's gonna do that? That would be weird. That would be stupid. And then they do it. So like after Jack leads a successful Santa invasion, what if like the whole world is like, holy shit, we like Santa can't just do that? It's like all of a sudden, like Santa's gotta get like TSA checks for every house he drops off on. And it's like bureaucratized and like overcomplicated the whole Christmas process immensely. And Santa hates Jack because he's like, one guy did one bad thing and you ruined it for everyone. And it's not even that helpful. It doesn't actually stop anything. Um, uh, that could be something. I don't know. Santa's back. He hates Jack. What well, if they have to team up?
0: Let's toy with that. Let's talk. Cause I think like, so what's Jack's arc in the first film? Cause I think some of the stuff you're saying is getting this going in me. It's like in the first film, Jack. Is he, His I want song is I just want to experience something new. Like, yeah. I'm so bored with everything here. And by the end, he realizes, like, everything I
1: need is here. Sally. Yeah, it's a included. top dog. He's, on, he's top dog. He tries something new, he fucks it up, and then he decides to go back to being top dog, but now he's got a girlfriend. So what
0: if, like, this film is flipping that on its head where it's like, he's like, I've got everything I need here. Like, why would I want to change why would I want something like I tried something new and that was horrible um, and this is a film where it's like well actually you still have to you have to grow in your relationship just like and the girl isn't the end of the story like yeah maybe there's some sort of conflict between the two where suddenly she thinks they actually now need to do something new for the future of Halloween Town
1: yeah what if uh, what could be a threat to Halloween Town perhaps I mean, yeah, something that they have to change. I mean, what if like, well, what is Halloween Town? We got to figure out the rules of the world here a little bit because like, what do they bit. do on Halloween? Do they go into the world on Halloween? No, they just. I think that that um, at the opening they just of sing the that event, song, they sing the song, he, yeah, they do a parade. Uh, but yeah, I'm confused because but Santa goes into the real
0: world. Yeah, yeah. Christmas Town
1: does that. So perhaps maybe it's not explored in Nightmare Before Christmas one, but it's happening off frame that. They are involved in the candy process or something, uh, or maybe yeah, maybe they go they go into the. I feel like, like it's like
0: they go out and spook people in the real world. Like I feel like they go be creepy.
1: Yeah, I guess Jack did know about the real like he what he was freaked out by Christmas Town, but he wasn't freaked out by the real world as much. Like they knew, well, I don't know. I mean, it felt like he'd been there. It felt like he well he was really like whoa someplace new and like he had never seen the holiday doors to all the places. It's true. Um, but also, is Christmas Town a separate world from the world where they deliver the presents to the children, or is that within Christmas Town? And that I he's don't just remember. Going to how Christmas...
0: does he fly into the world? I know he uses zero as Rudolph, but how does he fly into the world? Yeah, he just, yeah, yeah, just kind of takes off the and
1: then he's there. They, they use editing. So they like, like, cut like back to the, the or skies
0: are the same, so you can travel
1: any into any dimension through the sky. I think I it's guess. just good old fashioned. Like, we don't have to worry about like the that stuff. It's not you know, it's not a sci-fi. We don't have to worry about the rules as much. But um, I do. I guess I'm just like story purpose. Like, could something? You know, it's like, what if like uh. Kids don't, you know, like in Christmas movies, it's like, oh, kids don't believe in Santa anymore. Like, kids don't like Halloween anymore because it's too scary. And uh, Sally's like, we got to, oh, that's fun. Or, that's not fun, but that's something. Uh, Like, Sally's like, we got to make Halloween less scary. We made it too scary. Uh, Now everyone's, all the kids are too scared. Uh, and Jack's like, no, we're not, cha- we've been doing it this way for our, like 200 years. Like, this is how my uh-huh. father did it. This is how his father did it. We are the scary we we're gonna do the scariest oh yeah what if they do a halloween that's too sc- like he's so good at halloween that he does a halloween that like yeah what if like they do this parade in halloween town uh and this is what generates the 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 fears and fr- they create like a uh, ghost energy that makes the fears and frights on halloween night like uh they're it's less direct than like santa delivering presents but it's like if they do a really good job on Halloween, on their Halloween parade, then um, the Haunted Houses and the Chirk or Treat are going to be really good that year. You know, it's like you're going to get you're going to get a good haul. Um, how they well. do it too good one year because Jack has just been on the on the up and up ever since uh, Nightmare Before Christmas Part One. And um, they do the scariest Halloween ever and it just destroys the kids and they're like and he's like oh kids nowadays they just you know this wasn't even as scary as the 1989 halloween like we, remember what we did then it was a satanic panic um and uh but Sally's like jack like we we can't keep doing this you're like we've got to we have to adapt or else we'll be left behind and he's like no i'll leave them behind and she's like you're not the king you once were you're old now i don't know something like that like a I like, the, like, or whatever. I
0: like the, like, Halloween that's so scary that it fundamentally shifts everything. I wonder, I mean, like, I keep having the impulse of, like, I guess it goes against the arc I was just pitching, but, like, I guess I don't want to slot Sally into the, like, now, 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 we need to make things gentler. Like, part of me is, yeah, like, no, no, no. Could we, like maybe he would, after his time with Christmas stuff, like maybe he's lost his edge. Maybe this is just the Halloween after the events of the first film. It's only like nine months have passed since the first film.
2: That's yeah. Like, I mean, could we? He lost we bring his edge
0: through his time in Christmas Town. And what, what if, if Santa it's like, got too edgy because he got
1: tortured by Oogie Boogie? And like they've like, okay, I'm liking where this is going. So I think we can take sort of these elements. So I think that, yeah, it could be like either the following Halloween after Nightmare for Christmas one or like one more after that. And maybe the last one was a flop because all of the children of, or a huge percentage of the children of the world are like horribly traumatized from the scary Christmas they had. And like, you know, like the press, they they figured out what happened. They pieced together the narrative and they're like basically Halloween invaded Christmas almost totally ruined christmas like santa had to swoop in and save the day but like these kids are still freaked out so like halloween is kind of like and eh, like people aren't like people don't like halloween when they didn't see it coming and they really didn't like that invasion so halloween the next year maybe they go all out and it's a flop like our worst halloween like we start and i remember before christmas off with the best halloween they've had uh like once again we, we did it again and then this year it's like holy shit like we blew it like the the it's not scary it's not working the the spirit the ghost energy's off and then meanwhile then we do christmas santa's got to go through all this red tape and stuff like he's get like the air force is like flaunt doing flying alongside with him when he's like doing his sleigh and he's like sir you can't exceed the speed of sound and he's like but how will i be able to deliver gifts in time and like christmas is like delayed like the last gift gets delivered at like like 12 p.m. on December 25th, and he's like, This is not right. It's uh, no, it's
0: like January 15th. It's <laughs> like the gifts are still
1: being delivered. Still and... be... <laughs> yeah, like the like the TSA is like scanning each gift and stuff. And like like the reindeer are getting tired and like had to get swapped out. Uh it's just uh, Jack ruined everything. He ruined both holidays. So Jack and Santa, they've got to link up and there's got to be maybe like what would they try to do to solve this are they like we've got to do a new combo holiday or like we got to get kids uh-huh. excited about christmas and halloween again see i think
0: i think part of what would make the dna of this easier is i like what you're pitching i and i think it's funny but i think that like in response to all of this the world would be like no more halloween that's no good like you you messed up we got Halloween's so it's like the TSA and stuff is like they see like a kid put a pumpkin out and they like a TSA agent suddenly gets out like an FBI agent suddenly gets out of the vehicle runs up to the house and like stomps it and he's like no and like like everyone like no one's allowed to do Halloween it's banned people in Halloween town are like starving because maybe they eat the energy of people like their holiday or something like they're in they're in a terrible situation but Christmas what they're dealing with is after the presents were delivered low key kids loved that shit they were like that was cool and christmas isn't cool anymore so both holidays are kind of fucked up now because halloween's not allowed because it was too edgy and too dangerous and christmas like everyone's kind of like i kind of like like that was that was kind of cool what happened last year so now it's like the only way forward is we got to do a hollow christmas like we got to do them together yeah um this sounds so bad. This is...
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of the first one because in the first one, they do, uh, it's like, oh no, Halloween got into Christmas and it was scary. Um, I was
0: suddenly picturing the trailer for what I just pitched, and I can just feel myself in the theater seeing, like, it's like, we have to work together. And I'd be like, oh, they... like, this sucks.
1: What Tim about? Burton
0: sucks again. Well, yeah.
1: what if it's like, um, so I'm looking at the other holiday trees. We see Halloween, St. Patrick's Day. Easter egg, uh, Christmas tree, Valentine's Day heart, Thanksgiving turkey, and I guess there's like it's like it looks like almost like the Chinese flag, it's just like a red square with a bunch of stars. Is that supposed to be New Year's? Um, probably, uh, okay. Well, New Year's is something,
0: I guess, but I thought that... we could try to do something with baby New Year if we were going to do any other holiday as oh, like, baby
1: New Year, that's be fun. fun. I was that or Cupid. I mean, Valentine's Day no, is no, no, no. more or less, uh, you know, secular, uh, not not necessary. Yeah. I mean, yes, it was made because the guy was imprisoned and tortured or whatever, but we don't get into that. We just talk about Cupid. Um, yeah, what if it was a, so what if it's like Halloween was a flop, Halloween, Halloween's band, Christmas was a flop because it's like nothing, like, for a couple of reasons it's just it's just not hitting this year and then um and then uh St. Patrick's Day ro- or uh Valentine's Day rolls around 2 months later and like it's like holy shit the biggest ha- Valentine's Day on record like love is in the air like so many new marriages so many kids getting little like kisses up from their crushes and all of that all the little candy grams going out like spiked and like Valentine's Day town which like Valentine's Day has always been a third-rate holiday. Like Cupid's and Cupid's known about like Cupid's known about the other ones for a long time. Like maybe Jack and uh maybe Jack yeah. and um Santa like go to talk to Cupid. They're like like look, this guy's step we we were kings. Like he's stepping on our turf and they go to talk to him and they're like "Hello Cupid, like yeah. it's us." Like and he's like, "I know who you are. You think I haven't been keeping tabs on this shit this whole time?" yeah it looks like you're not on top anymore guys and he's just like he's a fucking bitch like just a total fucking asshole and um they're like jack perhaps jack and santa have to go to war against love and uh they almost go on like a campaign of hate to like take down valentine's day uh by the next year like it's like a year long saying like we can't let this happen again next year
0: what if what if santa's way more about destroying the love and and but like yeah. jack's kind of like a little torn on that because of what he's got going with sally like Cupid kind of reminds him at one point he's like you think i didn't play a part in what's going on with you and your life like santa doesn't give a fuck about mrs claus they've Shh. been yeah yeah, yeah. Um, at each other's throats for years like that that marriage has no love left
1: yeah i like that inversely uh we could also try jack and sally are having trouble and um like maybe like you know they're having relationship issues like uh however long into it and he's like oh like i miss like he like misses being a bachelor and he's like i hate valentine's day like i hate i hate girlfriends and stuff like Um, yeah, what if, like, like, do they celebrate Valentine's Day on Halloween Town? Maybe they do. Maybe they they do it, and it's, like, they do their version of it, and, uh, she's, like, she's, like, oh, great, dead rose, or spider roses again. I don't know, like, something stupid, you know, it's a musical. Oh, we also have to think about, think of about five good songs. Like, we don't have to think of the whole, um, thing, but this is gonna be another musical. And we do need to pitch Bob a couple of key songs. Just concepts, Not a little really bit of chorus. Not good at the songs thing, though. But it's, You're... look, I mean, do you remember in film school when people would write, like, musicals or write, like... Uh, Novel but a musical. There were there were a lot of times when people would write, like, saw, like movies about bands. And um, they would be, like, and then they play a song. And, like, there's a scene happening in the song. I was like, no, and, like, it was always like, no, you can't do that. You can't sucker out of fucking writing like, what's happening in those scenes? Like, I want to, you have to write the songs at least. So, like, we got to give Bob some songs, because he's going to ask. He's going to be like, what's the song? So, let's think about it. Maybe. You got to do the I Want song.
0: I Want song. Famous Disney I Want song. Mm-hmm. You know, the, like, uh, the part of, their, part of your world, Little Mermaid is the I Want song. Um, I mean, Nightmare Before Christmas' I Want song is Jax Lamette, where he's like, I just want to be happy. I don't know, uh, we could just, yeah. I mean, we could just do it all again. In- like, in-
1: this is Valentine's, this is Valentine's, Valentine's, Valentine's. What? Yeah, I mean, how do we open? Do we open with the worst Halloween of all time? Uh, do we open with the best Valentine's Day of all time? Um,
0: uh. So so we're sticking with Valentine's Day as really cutting on their cutting in on their turf. I mean, like, there's a lot of, I don't know if that's the cleanest way to introduce the Valentine's door, because, like, it's interesting this idea of Jack and Sally having trouble because that feels realistic to me.
1: Like that that relationship doesn't seem like it's gonna work out to me. Yeah, it didn't really seem like he learned to not be uh, narcissistic by the end of the film. It seems like he was like, "Oh, now I have a thing like a person I haven't tried dating before. Like, oh now there's someone I can talk to about my thoughts all the time." Yeah, it's and like, like oh, never yours. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's got a yeah got some shit to work through with that guy and um, she
0: was kind of psychic and could like see the she saw the like little branch that turned into the Christmas tree and stuff like maybe we could tap into that again like she could see things coming for this I mean I think like what if she discovered Valentine's Town like what if thing? What if they're on the rocks and she's desperate to find a fix and like maybe mm. we're gonna create an arc where by the end she's like fuck you Jack Skellington she's she not about Jack anymore really? yeah
1: maybe i mean i'm not opposed to it could also have her like like maybe he has to he has to change again like he has to really change i mean it would be cool to give her more of an arc too like she was underwritten in the first okay but yeah um i like the idea of her discovering
0: uh valentine's lamp like turning the tables she She finds this place. I like the idea. Maybe Christmas and Halloween have been banned because of the events of the first film. We're going back to what you said. The world is like treating it like nine 11. They're like, you're not, neither of you are allowed to do this anymore. Um, and like both worlds are in disarray. It's like, things are not, good like they're both or like they they can do their holidays but super monitored. and so in the wake of that we see that valentine's day is really thriving Mm -hmm. there's a lot of love on earth Mm -hmm. and they're like we can't have that Mm -hmm. um and like but maybe sally kind of likes what she's seeing she likes seeing that people are like loving each other and that it's a romantic time
1: yeah yeah Uh, plot mechanic idea or ink leg of one Um, uh, Valentine's Day is kind of a candy holiday right like you give you know like yeah you give candy to people and stuff Uh, could that factor into the fact that Halloween's a candy holiday perhaps like perhaps oh okay what if like so Halloween's banned and they're like freaking out in Halloween town they're like our candy production like this is a like we've already made it for the year like what are we gonna do with all this surplus candy? This is how it gets to the trick or treaters, um, and then like and like the U.S. government or whatever is like, and you know, you never see their heads because you never see human adult heads in the film. Uh, you only Great. see them for the torso down. It's so cool. Um, classic nineties bit. They did that in a lot of stuff then. Um, but uh, then like Cupid. What if Cupid comes to them and the, and he comes in with a shrewd deal and he's like he's like. What else are you gonna do? Like like you're gonna sell me that candy for like twenty five percent cost because we need that for all for, for Valentine's Day and you can't and he like he fuck he like makes it a business deal like fucks them. What if the
0: in the opening of the film, Oogie Boogie's bugs have crawled Oogie Boogie discovers Valentine's world and Oogie Boogie and um Cupid kind of like form a pact
2: where yeah. Oogie
0: Boogie's bringing him the candy? he's he's smuggling candy out of Halloween land into Valentine's land
1: and it's causing big problems for their candy production I think we got to bring Oogie Boogie into this we could bring Oogie (laughs) Boogie I mean he was defeated he was killed but we could bring him back um I do like thought like maybe you're full of bugs oh oh well I feel like there's an above 50% chance that you're made of bugs there's definitely worms. I definitely have some worms in me I've I have heartworm, like like you get a dog gets, I have those worms. Um but like I'm it. if
0: I'm certainly Jack Skellington. I'm I'm scrawny little skeleton boy, but like narcissist. Narcissist. you're Oogie boogie.
1: You're oogie boogie. Yeah. I love to party. You, well you're, you're the, the dance. evil
0: one. You're the <laughs> full bug. No, at least I'm not a
1: narcissist. Yeah, I mean Jack Skellington's like the good guy I'm in the, the, same like the, yeah, walk- the same way America is.
0: Yeah, just the same
1: way America is. Um, oh, what are you? Who's Oogie Boogie in this analogy? Uh, Cuba at its best, but none of the bad stuff. If there was any, I'm not really sure. Well, right on the topic. Um, wow. Here's what I'll say. I think that I like the idea. I like the idea of Oogie Boogie going to some going to Cupid, Qubit, and Cupid's this like flying baby guy, uh, who like hates them because he's always played second fiddle. And maybe, yeah, Oogie's, like, like, this is, you know, that movie Before Christmas too Oogie's Revenge, um, and he gets, he convinces Cupid, he's like, that was your time to swoop in, Cupid. Uh, ho ho And Cupid's like, yeah, like, we'll, we'll finally get them where it hurts. They're candy. I do like the idea of, like, sort of Halloween Town being, rather than being, like, smuggled in, like, they're forced to take a bad deal and, like, I mean, well, let's talk about the government system of Halloween Town too, because you said you had something to talk about with that. But, like, the mayor is, like, useless. He can't make decisions without the Pumpkin King, and the Pumpkin King is, like, a monarch. Like, it doesn't seem to be he's elected. Um, Yeah, it seems...
0: It it definitely seems like England in that, like, Jack Skellington is the symbolic head of state, but the mayor is the real head of state that, like, does the government work. Yeah, but it seems like Jack Skellington's...
1: Yeah, but it seems like the Prime Minister in this scenario doesn't actually make any real... Like, he's freaking out once he's a Jack's coward. gone. He's a coward, yeah. yeah he's, he turns he's to Jack for every belt-ish. major choice. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so, like, that could be... I mean, like, Cupid could basically... Like, Cupid comes in with the armies of... Uh, with the Valentine's army, like a bunch of these little fucking flying cherubs with, like, the heart arrows, and they just fucking take over Halloween town. And, like... They're gonna. Mm-hmm. What's so Cupid's? What's let's use Cupid as a character. You know, Oogie Woogie wants revenge, but Cupid's got a personal vendetta because he's always lost. Like no one's ever cared about Valentine's Day. It comes in February after, like, right after all the other big holidays. Kind of like, yeah, feels like an I obligation. I think he, like.
0: I think it's yeah, it's it's like it's like people say they like Valentine's Day. People but like really getting stuff on Valentine's. Least, Day. You like you like lowers a chart he's like it's actually the least popular holiday it has the lowest satisfaction rating of any holiday nice like and um, see I, I, I'm I, telling you my gut is that we have to we should do something with Sally here yeah where I think I let the things that have rung true to me and feel right to me and exciting are like the world has turned against Christmas and Halloween like yeah. they or maybe not Christmas but definitely Halloween like Halloween is like in big trouble with the government right now um and i think i like the idea that valentine's day is suddenly thriving it's like without halloween people need a new candy filled holiday and valentine's day is really taking and like suddenly the like, cupid like this pathetic little urchin um of a leader like is really powerful because he's trading off this halloween juice. And I think maybe while Sally's relationship with Jack is struggling, because if he's not the man, if he's not like dope and his narcissism's not being fed, the relationship's not working. And she's like, oh, like maybe if I visit Cupid and get him to strike a deal with Jack, that'll. It's, like, it's kind of, like, a fun play on it that she's, like, turning to Cupid for help in her relationship, but, like, in a
1: business way. But it's, like, also, like, also deep down, it's, like, in a love relationship way, you know? Yeah, yeah. So what's she trying to get Cupid to do in this idea?
0: To team up with Jack, to be, like, can we, like... Could you like? What if we pitch to the government that this Halloween is going to be co-sponsored by Valentine's Day? We're going to do a like a joint Valentine's like the Halloween you're gonna be a
1: Sponsor? Yeah, you're going to be a sponsor of this year's Halloween for us to be reintroduced to the world. Yeah, she's like basically pitching like a big Halloween rebrand, uh, yeah. to make it popular. Um, yeah, and yeah, I mean, what if Jack's like like Jack? Like, what happens when a narcissist is? like loses top seat like to get depressed like is jack like i mean he's like ch- probably cheating on her with
0: but that's depressing for a kid's movie well also um, like
1: w- like with like i guess he could be he could be queer uh there's like she's like the only like pretty girl in the whole town like everyone else is creature like creature from, from the black bum. yeah it's like how does he not
0: notice her <laughs> he's um he's just yeah, all about, he's focused he's, on his work like we we've all we all I don't know, know. what if goes. we invent like a Halloween town gambling game where they like roll skulls like they like play like he's like gambling all the time. He's like that, he's Oogie's like, uh because Oogie Boogie's got that sort of casino vibe
1: downstairs. Yeah, kind of voodoo yeah. casino. Yeah. Jack's um, spending a lot of time with Oogie Boogie's bugs. Boogie Boogie. Um, <laughs> uh, we're close. We're getting somewhere. Um, yeah. And we got to write some songs. Oh, yeah. Just some songs. I can do it. I'm good at songs. Okay. Here's my strategy for how we're going to crack this one. Um, okay. So right now, I think what we should look at, we've got like four key characters Like can be. We have Jack and Sally, uh, Santa, Cupid, I guess five, and then Oogie Boogie, uh, perhaps. Um, maybe Oogie Boogie, yeah, yeah. Maybe Oogie cause... Boogie. He could also, I mean, I think what we should just think about also, so what I, what I want to get into is um for their characters, every character has a want and a need. A want uh, is what they're aware of. They know, you know, Jack in Nightmare Before Christmas wants something new. But what he needs is to grow to understand by the end of the film that um, he is good at this and uh, he needs to find fulfillment at home rather than spicing it up, I guess. I don't know. It's Honestly, it's not like the cleanest blocked arc, but uh, it's a musical. It doesn't have to be. Um, would you say that's yeah. true? I'd say is yeah, I'd say it's,
0: no, it's pretty clean. It's like once upon a time someone thought they needed something new to be happy. And they realized that the new thing that they needed was right
1: there. Yeah. Sally. You know? Yeah. Girls. Uh, uh, so let's look at our characters in this new paradigm and let's figure out what their wants and needs could be. So like Oogie Boogie, who I think is a minor role in this kind of like, or, you know, he's, mm-hmm. you know, we only yeah, to let's get, do him last. Let's well, let me like, just. I let's he's, Jack and Sally. I yeah. could say he's easy, because it's like, what is his want is to get revenge for the events of the last movie, but his need is to probably, like, move on. You know, it's like, dude, you could just keep doing your own shit without being a scary Halloween gangster. But so, like, yeah, what's Jack and Sally's want and need, or what could they be? I mean, I feel like fitting
0: in with the Gen X-ness of all of this, um, of, like, the... When this came out and just the vibe of it all, I feel like Jack is a classic Gen Xer where he's like, "I I'm still edgy. Mm-hmm. Age age isn't touching my edginess. Like I feel like his want is to prove that he's still relevant. Mm-hmm. He's like and Halloween to prove is he's back. Still got
1: it. Halloween's yeah. better than ever. We don't need to change. We don't need to make it soft for these triggered kids who are scared by my actions. Yeah." Uh, and so what does he need? How what does he need but to what grow? What
0: he needs is to realize that like he doesn't have all of the answers. Like the events of the last film, any success he had was through working with others, was through like learning from others. Mm-hmm. And he needs to way more fully embrace that now. It's like
1: working with Sally, working with Santa, working with Cupid, working with Oogie Boogie. Mhm. Mhm. We're stronger together. Sure. I mean Oogie Boogie's a great representation of that, you know. Boogie Boogie, while selfish as an individual, is the he is made of many bugs that work together for a common goal. Sometimes, uh, if you want to make
0: a product like a podcast, you just got to team up with someone that's made of bugs. Sometimes,
1: yep. Um, and you got to team up with a bugs bunny looking motherfucker, too. Uh, so what's but, up, doc? What's up, doc? Carrot time. Um, Sally, so what do you like I don't really I don't really have anything locked in on Sally. I guess it's because you know, we don't know our plot yet. Uh, but like uh-huh. her character in the first one, she was obsessed with Jack and in the end she gets Jack. And I guess that in this one, it's like, okay, what does the sequel to that look like? It's like, well, you got a guy who's a narcissist who, uh, as of this film, is like um struggling because he the whole source of his narcissism, rather than him like the first one opting out or like wanting something more his
0: narcissism stopped being fed
1: yeah it's not be- he can't get what he what he wants yeah. uh and so he's like either depressed or like freaking out or whatever so what she needs so she wa- what does she want and what does she need uh she wants to get out she wants to fix him And she needs to get out. She wants. Well, I
0: want to challenge that her. I don't think because I and I think this is relevant. I don't think her arc in the first film is entirely just like she wants to get with Jack and then she does. I think it's like I guess it's like she she wants to fill the emptiness in her. She wants to feel like her own person to escape like the clutches of her dad. And quite like this is adding a little bit to the game we're playing, but like she thinks that the answer is Jack. Really, the answer lies in herself, which is that she has the foresight. She has the intelligence to see the problems that are going to occur. And she learns to believe in herself, which actually gives her the courage to approach Jack. I think this new film would take that to the next level where it's like she wants to um be able like i think well i don't know i don't know how to answer it in this way i think that she should try essentially she should realize like she should be in a more leadership position like she's letting these fucking dipshits run the
1: show and she's pretty dang smart she got some dang brains does she become the first pumpkin queen is she the first female head of state of halloween town yeah what if it's like they're planning the
0: inauguration for her to become the pumpkin queen and Jack is like throwing a hissy fit about it. He doesn't want it.
1: Yeah, I mean, what if it's like the Halloween council like by the mayor? They're like, given the circumstances uh, that you blew it with Halloween and all of this
0: shit. And uh, she's created like a, tra- she's created a trade deal with Valentine's Day town.
1: Yeah, it's like, like we got surplus candy. Great we've got yeah. like we need to we need to keep our economy moving here in Halloween town we're working with Cupid and Jack's like i don't i've got a bad feeling about that i don't like that like he's uh-huh. he's smelling stuff he's smelling that there's going to be problems down the line but it's not actually because it's more motivated yeah, by his selfishness he's right selfish. but for the wrong
0: reasons yeah he's right Ooh, for I'm the wrong reasons okay. great protagonist yeah.
1: issue um and then she's right like she is she's got like a, a five year plan or a ten year plan to get Halloween back on top but in the meantime yeah. like yeah she, she's been elected to be the new pumpkin queen he hates it I think she's gotta realize it's
0: okay for people to not like you
1: oh yeah she's gotta learn like to she be starts a... the
0: film she's like we have to save Halloween's legacy like we need to win the public back like we're outlawed in America they hate us They they're scared of us and it's like by the end of the film she has to realize like because this ties into her arc with Jack in the first film, it's like it's okay for someone not to like you.
1: Break that you down, please. Because uh, I, I I agree with that. I mean, obviously, I agree with that sentiment and everything. And I think that's a good arc. But when we're talking about an elected official, at least in the in the premise I just laid out, um, I think that's a bad. I think a lot of politicians. I, I think that's the worst lesson a politician could learn. I think a lot of them do. Or it's like. Well, you don't gotta like me, or you're just gonna be stuck with me, or whatever. You know, it's like, what are no, you gonna I do? Vote for the
0: other like, guy?
1: I think it's more like they're
0: worrying about what's happening. It's like it doesn't matter what they think about you on Earth. It matters what they think about you here in Halloween Town. If we want to let our freak flags fly, who cares that it's illegal on Earth? They don't have jurisdiction over us. Like, fuck it, we'll go, we'll go buck.
1: I don't I, Yeah, we'd have to tweak so, the mechanics yeah. of the world. I guess we can just adjust the plot to fit that character and But you get what element. I mean, where it's yeah. like
0: she's like she's p- going in doing overtime to try to rehabilitate their image. And it's like the real way to rehabilitate your image is just, it's like an artist thing. It's like just do what you think is cool
1: she's and it'll focused, be cool. Yeah. She's like focus grouping, like studio meddling, Halloween. we're like, we need to soften the image. We, like she's going like full like like girl boss mode like we're like here's my 10 year plan we're gonna like based on these analytics we're gonna soften the image no more pumpkin king like he he's he, i'm sorry jack but you're toxic to the brand all of this stuff and he's like and he again right for the wrong reason he's like that's not what makes halloween halloween halloween's good because it's scary and she's like scary's out it's a new generation that was traumatized by you um, and like Valentine's Day is trending, like, we got to do it. Um, okay, that's good. So, she's gonna have to learn that it's like, so like, I think by the end of it, what she has to do rather than like giving it back to Jack and uh, really? all of this, like, she has to make it her a Halloween she truly believes in, not this like focus grouped Halloween. It's like, what's yeah. what is Sally's like true blue, like, artist, uh, artist vision? Why'd of a she Halloween? fall for Jack? Yeah, you know, like, it's... she's probably like actually. Like she's probably way scarier, uh, and like, like than Jack. It's like we don't know Jack's origin or everything. Yeah. Like she's got a freaky origin where she's made by this crazy mad scientist. Yeah. who's now two people, and she like rippers. She's died a hundred times, and she's made up of the corpses of other deaths. Like yeah. she's got the scariest Halloween ever in her, and that's what they've got to do. Maybe that's how they solve it in the end. What if they solve it in the end? You know, there's like Christmas in July and stuff like that, like on TV yeah. back in the day. Like what if they? It's like about to be the biggest. Valentine's Day, and they're like, no, we're doing Halloween on February fourteenth this year. And they, they, uh, very deliberately do like a, uh, scary Valentine's Day, and the people love it. They just love it. They're like so scary because you know, at deep down, love is scary. And I mean, this isn't the film to explore it, but people like some people really like scary stuff in their romance. You know, some people like you know what I mean. Um. Some people like to be scared, you know? Peeing on each other? Like, what that's do you? That's one example I would say. I, w- I didn't say it. You did. Uh, I guess you're just, you know, that's, if that's what you're into, that's fine. Um, That's yeah, actually shockingly common. I have not partaken. Uh, shockingly common? What? Piss fetish? Yeah. Super common. You, you or like, super common? Oh, it's super common. That's like, I mean, I think that foot is like takes the cake statistically. I mean, I guess it's also it's yeah. like, what are you foot going to admit are to? Barely a fetish. Yeah, like, it's like I mean, it's definitely like sick. I've and never wrong. been into it. No, never. Um, it's it's disgusting. But if you're into it, you're you're in good company with a bunch of other little sick freaks. Um, but we're talking about a children's movie right now. We should stick with it. Um, mm-hmm. we don't want to shame any shame anybody's sick perversions that are immoral or whatever. But yeah, um, yeah.
0: No shame for your terrible, awful perversions.
1: Okay, so Sally's going to go from making this like watered-down focus group Halloween to by the end she's going to realize that she has to really step up to the plate and bring her personal spin on like the true... She's going to bring a true horror Halloween on Valentine's Day. How's that sound? Could that work? They're going to take down Valentine's Day?
0: That could work. I think I want to shift it, though, and it's like they've created a deal where because Halloween is so unpopular, it's like, we're going to do a Valentine's day sponsored Halloween. It's going to be like, it, I think instead of like, cause I feel like it's retreading on the last film to be like, and then they made Valentine's day scary. And then we do all the gags of how Valentine's right, day. Can be scary. Right. It's just like, it's too similar to me. Like, I think if it's like, it's like a corporate overlay of like, this Halloween's gonna be lovey-dovey. Like, we're gonna ease people back into the Halloween, and she's all about this. She's like, we need a brand rehabilitation. Halloveen.
1: Halloveween. This Halloween's all about love. Yeah, Cupid's coming in as a consultant, celebrity guest. And (sighs) I think Cupid's whole
0: goal is he's like, he's like, we can have double Valentine's Day. He's like, we can have two now. Um,
1: What if he's, what if Cupid's goal is like, he knows this is a bad idea. He's like, this is yeah. like, he's like, like he gets the call from her and he's like, like Sally, I'd love to help. Like, I I see what you guys are going through. You don't need to deserve it. Like, look, I love being top holiday, but like, you know, like we need a fair and balance. Like we like holiday mm-hmm. world needs a strong Halloween party, uh, Halloween mm-hmm. town party. So, but like, like he hangs up and he's like, this is great. This is a terrible idea. We are going to blow this tank halloween and valentine's day will be cemented as top holiday um yeah uh, and uh so he's like yeah he's like oh yeah yeah let's get more angels and hearts and yeah do all this <laughs> like just like making like this like it's like no 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 vampires no vampires uh no 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 um and they're all like okay oh can we what did we hide our things and uh i don't know something stupid like that they yeah. realize what's going on um and Sally is like, like she realized, like they realize through like working together, uh, that um the way to win this is to make it the scariest Halloween of all time, and like the only way they can do that is with a new perspective, and that's Sally, and like she does some. I mean, what does that look like? Uh, is is it just another parade? Do they take the parade into? Do they take it to Valentine's Day Town's front door and like? Uh, like, do they go into the real? Like, how does the real world see that this is the scariest thing? And like, where do they, does she like rip her face open? And like, you see her scary skull and like her. Like, she can take herself. Yeah, apart. I think
0: like the, I see. Gat, like, they they rush into the real world somehow, similar to the last film where we're not quite sure how he gets into the real world during Christmas. They they burst into the real world and then it's like gag palooza where like someone's like, it's like a Halloween, but they're like presenting their like ring gift to their spouse and then suddenly like a snake lurches out of the like little box and like bites the spouse and stuff. Like you can do like all these gags.
1: this isn't this kind of, of what you like, just said you don't want to do?
0: Yeah, I was realizing that as I was saying yeah, it. Yeah, it was, uh... Yeah. But like it's, 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 Writing's uh... Writing's hard. But it's... Also sounds so good as I say it, you know. Well, it sounds good because um,
1: they did it good, you know, thirty years ago. Um, yeah, yeah. But we'll God get Henry 30 back. Thirty-year-old it good, God. God,
0: dude. We're so old. Um, you're so old. I'm younger than you. Yeah, but I mean, those, those are bug years. Those us not count. <laughs> Buggy okay yeah what is the climax of this look like
1: how do they how do they take back valen how do they take back well, their Halloween? well let's, is it that yeah they're i feel gonna, like it's the question they're gonna de-valentine's day halloween um oh, so like what's this we, i think this is where we start thinking of a song it's like <laughs> getting rid of valentine's halloween is the holiday for me Getting rid of valentines, it's the scariest one that we've ever done. Um, Something like that. Get, kill, kill the Cupid. Something like that. Booted to Cupid, it's time for us. We're the Halloween on the Halloween Town bus. That's another dun, 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 good song. Yeah, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna lay down a rhythm or a, a track, and I want you to sing on top of it. It'll sound really good through our uh, telehealth <laughs> uh, Zoom setup. Um, <sighs> it's when you love being your spouse, you can't get over I'm not dun, dun. really good at this we... right, you do the you do the rhythm and I'll do the words I think we we're getting close okay bum bum
0: bum 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 bum, bum, bum.
1: Sally, won't you listen to me when I say that we've got to take over Valentine's Day? It's us together as Halloween Town.
0: Together, we're taking Valentine's Day down. Jack Green, we've got to take down
1: Valentine's Day this with the scariest is not enjoyable day. for any audience. To listen I would to. <laughs> love this if I could listen to this for the first time. Unlike I just did now, as a listener rather than as a content creator, uh, I would love that. And I think that our audience is going to be
0: how our friendship ends is that you come to me
1: and you're like, I've really thought
0: about it and I really connected to these songs. I think I should perform as Jack Skellington in this sequel and I'm going to be like, Yeah, totally. I got you. And then like we recast you behind your back. Uh, is this well, going to be how we have a
1: beef? Is this is how the podcast ends. I want to make it clear to you, Max. Uh, no, that will not be the way our friendship ends because it ended long ago. we we're, we're this is a business relationship at this point. We are the podcast too. We are in the top ten percent of podcasts in the world. Look it up. Yeah. And you can't, um, quit.
0: You can't quit while you're this ahead. You can't Nina. quit when you're this high, even it's, if you discover that your co-hosts might be made. Of a couple, too many bugs. He's a bug boy. <laughs> don't take a big sweet. No, it's
1: fine. Okay, so we got the songs figured out. I think those are pretty good options. We'll hand them over to Danny, and he'll sweeten, them. Uh, yeah, he'll he's, sweeten them. he's got a lawsuit against him. He's a bad yeah. boy. He's a. <laughs> I don't think you should call someone. A, you can call him a bad boy when they've got like assault allegations, like in okay. court he's it's a like, terrible man he he i mean he's not convicted like allegedly whatever. he's allegedly, he's allegedly a bad boy we legally can't say anything like that and i actually i don't know a lot about it and you never know but yeah it's not good um okay. he's, allegedly he's got a, he's gotta oingo boingo his way out of here yeah, I mean, Burton doesn't actually have the cleanest... Not not with anything like that. He's just like, it says dumb shit in interviews. I like... read
0: this fun fact about him that was so insane, which was that uh, when screenwriter Caroline Thompson later suggested that she she could still write a better ending than the one in the film, Burton reportedly lost it and went into a screaming fit and kicked a hole in the wall to make sure she wouldn't write a new ending. The the hole that was kicked in the wall was carved out of the wall and hung in the animation studio.
1: (laughs) Totally chill, normal guy. Super chill guy. (laughs) Definitely someone who's going to handle fame and success really well. What
0: a quiet little emo dork that would never hurt a fly. He's just Edward
1: Scissorhands, emphasis Uh. on the scissorhands. And now he's... Monica Bellucci. There really is just no justice in the world. Like, Monica Bellucci should not be with someone who's punching, kicking holes in walls. Whatever. Okay, look. We we got like three minutes until Bob's coming. (laughs) All right. What's our climax? uh, They stop. They they de... The climax is it's like a reversal of the first movie's climax where it's like rather than Halloween infiltrating uh, a different holiday that ruins it, a different, mm-hmm. Valentine's Day infiltrates Halloween and ruins it, but Halloween fights back using what Halloween's good at, the scariest stuff in the world. And uh, mm-hmm. this is all Jack, Jack, like, you know, in a big, in a sort of, like, proof of change moment, he's like, Sally, it's up to you. And she's like, really? You don't want to do it? She, and he's like, you're the pumpkin queen. And then...
0: And together they, like, kind of facilitate everyone to be their scariest version of themselves possible. It's like, it won't just be him doing the scaring. It's like, everybody, like, we need everybody. And, like, in fact, he takes kind of a back seat in letting, like, the, like, people take Halloween back. So it's going to take everyone to get that.
1: Yeah. And Cupid's like, oh, no, my plan's ruined, son of a fucking goblin. And, uh... uh (laughs) (laughs) good thing i didn't say bitch um and uh (laughs) and uh nailed it uh and then oogie boogie's like uh oh maybe oogie boogie like doesn't even get defeated in this because like we don't need to defeat him again like what if he's just like what if he just has a quiet moment to himself or maybe he sings one last song and he's like i guess i'm gonna go and stick about my actions and go to bugville and he just like you know he like he's reflexive yeah um
0: you ever think about how oogie boogie kind of sounds like david zaslov the
2: guy
1: they had like a guy it was like i think that he gets the guy they have voicing him get like an and billing like i think it's like a yeah he's like kind of a known entity in the voice acting world oh is he oh that's cool yeah um yeah Dude, the animation is so cool. I love Oogie Boogie Uh, in the same way I really yeah. love of the Hutt, and it left a strong impression on me as a child. Oogie Boogie really uh, did some, uh, some serious marking on my character and who I am. Um, But I don't know how that manifests itself, but, you know. Oh, shocker. Uh, who's our other characters? We got Jack and Sally. We got Cupid and Oogie Boogie. Wasn't there one more? Isn't there another character? Was there five? Jack, Sally, Cupid, Oogie Santa. Sa- what's Santa's arc? He's got. I don't think Santa's a part of it. I mean, uh, nightmare.
0: Does it have to be the nightmare before Christmas? Could it be nightmare before Valentine's Day?
1: No, it's the. I think it's called the nightmare on Halloween. Nightmare on Halloween. The nightmare. Yeah, f- I mean, what's what is the brand? Look, like, how do you? The nightmare. The nightmare a few months before Christmas. Uh, uh, it's on Halloween. I think it's the nightmare before valen- Valentine's Day. But it's on the the climax takes place on Halloween, right? It's Valentine's Day ruining Halloween by making it all lovey-dovey. Am I wrong? A, so, yeah, but it is like before valen- Christmas, but it's a while before Christmas.
0: I but like the Valentine it's a nightmare on Valentine's Day cuz they're trying to like cuz that's how they eventually beat
1: Valentine's Day is by making it a nightmare. No, that's remember because that's what they did in the first one is we did the stupid gags or the great gags. But we don't want to rehash it of um like Halloween so we... a holiday. We're doing the climax. Is that Cupid? They've Halloween. They've Valentine's Halloween. It's Halloween night. And this is Sally's the plan that Sally's concocted. and Cupid is heavily influenced where like they've basically just like neutered Halloween. It just like sucks. And it's, like, there's no there's no edge to it. It's all, like, love and stuff. Like, all the jump scares are, like, I love you! Like, happy v- Halloween! Ho- and then... Uh, and, uh, so the climax takes place on Halloween, and then, like, at the last-ditch effort, they realize what they need to do is make it scary again. Make Halloween scary again. And Sally makes it the scariest Halloween of all time. Uh, right? So it ta- the climax takes place yeah. on Halloween. So it's, like... The Nightmare <laughs> of Halloween. Nightmare of Halloween. The Nightmare of Halloween Town. The Nightmare of Halloween Town. Great. Halloween 2 or Halloween Town. The Nightmare of Halloween Town. Boogie's Revenge. I think they made like a Game Boy game or something for this, like in like the early 2000s. I think there was like a Jack Skellington game. Um, What's up? Do you hear that sound? Slush coming around. Uh oh! I didn't Uh-oh. hear him in the bathroom downstairs though. Yeah, I wonder if he's okay. I mean, for those who don't Seems know, who are listening into the the recordings of our uh, our sessions, Oliger uh, is known for he needs to sort of purge before he hears a pitch in the in the bathroom, uh, like anally, not uh, not orally. Um,
2: what are you boys talking about? Whoa, well, boys! Hey, Bob. Me. Bob's What'd you say? Thank
0: you. Don't worry about it, Bob. Thank you so much for having us. We are so excited to be working with the Disney company. It's, uh, I'm glad most someone success-
2: is. I'm glad someone is. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Bob. Been- how are you holding up with all of this? <laughs> oh, you know, boys, it's sometimes you take your losses with your wins. It's. uh. Sometimes you take your losses with your losses, and sometimes the losses start to add up so much that you look out the window and just wonder what it would be like to fly like a bird into the ocean. Or like Captain Marvel in space. Don't bring up Captain Marvel. It makes me think about flying like a bird. Like the Falcon,
1: played by Anthony Mackie. will be in the new captain america film captain america new world order
2: featuring the israeli captain america no we we just started that was a real script in development that we did start shooting but we have actually started revising it uh i understand you record some of these sessions so if the viewers are interested look it up that was a real thing yeah, Bob, well, you,
0: seem, you seem a little down. You seem like you might need some better help. Um, everything okay?
2: No, but this say la You know, this is the uh, Disney, you know. Disney's on a boom. It's always been booms and busts. You know, it's like the economy. I mean, in some ways, Disney is the economy, certainly of Florida. And uh, it's just looking like it's time for a bust. And uh looks like I, after retiring you know, a hundred times and not being able to quit. Perhaps I overstayed my welcome and I should have just left it with Bob Vapecheck. I mean ChayPek. I mean no, that's not true. No, yeah, Bob, you can't that wouldn't have No
1: Bob we that we would all read the the article that was situation. I mean it would've been funny and actually I don't think it would have yielded a significantly different outcome from the bombing you're doing now. But you know, at least now you get to say there's you like a, went down with the shit.
0: There's a conversation we had about whether buying twentieth Century Fox was a great idea. You know, there's a conversation to be had about whether taking your most profitable series and turning them into TV shows that uh oversaturate the market was a good idea. There is a question to be had about uh firing a good deal of your upper level animation staff that Oof. led to so much of your success. But like, we're not bringing that stuff up. We don't want to talk to you about that.
2: I don't want to talk about it. Either. I will say we are we're probably gonna sell the Fox brand. We got what we needed, and I mean, whatever. Uh, look, uh, we keep the X Men. What did we, you get? Them, huh? You you bought
0: the X Men for twenty seven billion dollars?
1: No, we're gonna sell. Look, we're it's gonna be a, it's we're not making the money. It's not a Lucasfilm buy. Uh, which also doesn't feel like a smart of a decision as it did. When we made all the money back, but you know, whatever, we're good. At least Marvel's doing good. No, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, pal. Yeah, Max, Max, do you read Deadline? I'm. I just listened to the podcast. Like, yeah, that's... yeah, yeah. We should deadlines for nerds. We should talk about how we because we are like we don't want to spread lack of information, not misinformation, but just under information.
2: Yeah, you guys actually, uh, we took some bad bets because no one was reading Deadline. They were just listening to the show. Uh... Oh, yeah. We weren't really cued into the Marvel fatigue I'm learning about now. I didn't know that was a thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just had it from day one, so I figured uh, I I never thought it was ever going to kick in the way it did for other people. I, I, I just thought it was a special me thing.
1: I will say, man. I was like ten years ago. I was reluctant, like you know, I try to be cool about it, but I was all in on that shit, Bob. Like I love yeah, those he was really Fucking annoying. I was, he was fucking really annoying is... about it. You, he, he, he sucked so much, Bob.
2: Thanks, that means a lot.
1: Uh, but yeah, Bob, I, uh, I was really into your movies, and uh, but yeah, I'm so fatigued. I don't give a like that
2: shit looks so stupid
1: now. I saw the la I saw the big Avengers uh, ending, ending, end
2: game. Oh yeah, that was, that was a big success. It worked out pretty well. Worked out pretty well for us. Yeah, but beginning at the end game. All right, Bob, you
1: want to hear about Nightmare Two?
2: I don't want anything. That, I only want one thing now. It's death's cold embrace. But I guess I'll listen to it. You and me both, Bob. I'll I'll drink to that. Okay, Cheers. Well, as the one
0: that wants to live here, um, I will start the pitch. Um, it's called the Nightmare of Halloween Town. This is a whole new.
2: Love that brand recognition. Yeah, Yeah. never heard you be so
0: positive so quickly. uh, We're just starting out the pitch. Don't
2: worry, Bob. Don't cool your jets. I'm just, look, (laughs) I'll take any. I'm kind of, I'll take it. I'll take, look, just keep going. Okay. Keep going. Max, keep going.
1: Please, dude. Dude, like, this man is in pain. (sighs) Jack Skellington. Jack Skellington. Fade in. Jack Skellington. Take it away, Max. That was helpful, Sam. Thank you. I'm
2: waiting.
1: So Jack
0: and Sally are still together, um, but I actually wait, Sam. I actually need you to pitch the beginning. I don't remember.
1: Fade in. So after the events of Nightmare Before Christmas one, well, this I like. Uh, basically, the world's traumatized from the uh, dark day that was Christmas uh, that Jack brought on. So like, one Christmas is like totally red taped. It's like it's really hard for Santa now. Santa's mad at Jack. But Halloween got the worst end of the deal. It's banned. The world has banned Halloween. It is an illegal holiday. They stomp out your jack-o'-lanterns because it was basically like a terrorist attack. It was an invasion by a foreign power, Halloween Town. So things are bad. But so in in the wake of Halloween and Christmas sort of falling down in popularity, Halloween completely and Christmas significantly, guess which holidays become the biggest holiday,
2: Bob? Um, would it be Disney Investor Q4 Day? Not a holiday, but uh,
1: that was the last time I wanted to live. Bob, I think he might be out of touch, but we'll we'll talk about this off, mic. Um, no, the biggest holiday would be Valentine's Day, which comes after, and oh, Valentine's Day is popping sense. off, and the leader of val- valent- Valentine's
2: Day hasn't been quite as good since our earnings came in. My wife, I you have a wife? She loves me. I don't think she loves me anymore. You know how the company's been going. I thought you were kind of like a Tim Cook kind of deal. She looks at me, and I can see that she sees the man I used to be, not the man I am. You should have retired. Wait. You should have come all your head,
1: dude. Rookie That's mistake. I tell myself every night. You don't have enough time to write this shit either. Like clock. Look, how old are you now? Like seventy? Like how? Old? Like sixty-eight? Seventy-five. Chicken. Tom, don't stop ticking. It only ticks faster. The older you get, it would take oh, no, a. I know it. Um. What What other franchises can you buy? The world's sick of your friend. All right, but anyway, Bob. Uh. So, Cupid, the leader of Valentine's Day Town, are you listening, Bob? Yeah. Cupid, the leader. Cupid, the leader of Valentine's Day Town. He's taking charge. Uh. He's top dog, and so. Meanwhile, back in South, back in Halloween Town, you know the whole local government's in turmoil
2: because I feel like I feel like our new movie Wish was a good idea, right? Like the star, the star from When You Wish Upon a Star, like being character, like it was it was good that I came I... with that, right?
1: I mean, do you want my honest response, Bob, or do you want me to finish the pitch
2: or? I feel like you can afford therapy. I feel like Captain Mar- Marvel teaming up with all those great heroes from the show is like it made sense. It made sense to make these movies. A new Indiana Jones made sense. That one. Why ca- does my well, wife love
1: me anymore? Well, that's perhaps separate from your business failures, but um, I'm
2: just gonna. He'll come out on top. The CEO that sold the company to Apple. No one's going to remember, no one actually, about...
1: no one actually remembers CEOs, Bob. Like, they were Steve Jobs. No one's going to actually, like, no one normal
2: knows who Bob Iger is now. You're fine. People used to say I was like the new Steve Jobs.
1: Yeah, Steve Jobs made computers and shit, and I'm sorry, like, you, you what did you do? You bought some companies? Like, look, dude, look uh, you what know, I don't want to do? get into this. I. You can afford therapy. Do, you have health care. Like, you have healthcare, Bob. Go to a therapist. Max, help me out here. You tell me you can afford therapy? Uh, Bob. Bob, I'm, I'm a little worried about you. Like, I'm not. Oh, yeah. We this is like one of our stronger pitches and we've got some great songs. Hit it, Max. And <laughs> we're coming to Halloween Town today. Max, I need backing track. And then it's not going to be Valentine's Day.
2: is a middle level with you? I've I've lost a lot of the luster for life. The luster for life? Yeah. You mean lust really for gonna,
1: life, Bob Iger? You're
2: really gonna make fun of the the word I chose to use when I'm talking about feeling suicidal? it's oh, not what you
1: said. And uh
2: you're how really would I know be, how would I know luster right. for
1: life means you're suicidal? Second off, get in line, buddy. Uh and uh third off
2: Some of us aren't as experienced as you. With what? Trying to we kill feel, yourself? Huh. We're feeling this. We're feeling low. I've never felt low before. Wait, are you going to... Look, boys, you've never steered me wrong before. That's not true. I love <laughs> what I'm hearing here. I don't know. Go for it. I'm proud of you. He's looking at you.
1: Don't you want to know what don't, happens
2: with Cupid? Bob? Don't, don't forget about the important stuff in life. Like giving your parents a final hug for it. You never know what might be their last day. Are your folks gone, Bob? My whole life lie. I thought these acquisitions would make me happy, but they didn't. They just brought pain. I'm the same way. I never thought that some boy made of bugs would feel so much like me.
1: No, that
2: feels personal and uncalled for.
1: But <laughs> I don't really see how that's relevant. And I also, wh- how do
2: you know about that, Bob? Are you listening in? Yeah. I, uh... I was just too scared to come in. I just sat outside there for so long. What else would I got to do? No one wants to have a meeting with me. Bob, let me help guide you through this. You love our pitch. You're going to give it a green light. You're going to
0: double our salaries. Movie's going into production. You can go home. Go lay in bed.
2: Fine. 500 bucks a pitch. Which, look, I don't like these. Wait, you said you don't like these? I don't like movies like i mean it's all business some days you're on top some days you're not look i gotta go uh yeah i mean good figure it out go talk to tim and uh danny we've uh we're not gonna credit him publicly but he is important for the uh project okay we
0: have we have, we have some cool songs to show you later that uh we can show I you now
1: bob light.
2: max hit it no no i later later Please stop. I really don't like it when you do that.
1: No, I think Bob, you'll... Okay. Bye, Bob. Thanks for the visit. Um, dude, another green light. That was great. He loved it. Dude, it seems like there's going to be a power vacuum at Disney soon, and I think this might yeah. be the time to strike. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That reminds me a lot of the
0: story of like during the final weeks of Walt Disney's life, he would call on the songwriters behind the Mary Poppins music and have them play feed the birds to him and he would just cry and stare out the window this is true (laughs) this is crazy what (laughs) that was like during the final few weeks of his life he kept having the songwriters and mary poppins come and play him feed the birds and he just would stare out the window and like silently weep so yeah we kind of do that we're kind of the feed the birds for bob for this bob Um, so scary
1: he never he he died crying. It's so scary. He just Well, he, he
0: died trying to design the city of Epcot because he was gonna he was gonna try to build a city that he could be king. Uh, but we'll get
1: into that another time. That's right um, right. It's never enough. It's never enough. All
0: right. Well uh good. I I feel also like, pretty
1: good pitch. I thought we did
0: good. I thought we learned some good. We did a things good pitch. Here. I was uh, happy with that. We got see, double the rate. Yeah, good. seems like we
1: could have pitched anything, honestly. Um, but
0: you know, it was yeah, fun. I hope he bounces back. I mean, Disney doesn't have an official release coming out until next May. Deadpool Two, yeah, which so. is a
1: rated R movie, or yeah. they'll try to, or they'll try to make it rated PG thirteen, and it'll make it even worse. It's already not gonna yeah. be very good. I, I mean, hey, Sean Levy. Last... Sean Levy's a great director. We all love Sean Levy famously he's know his other projects free guy the new all the light we cannot see limited series he's so good and schmidt and schitt's creek yeah he's schitt's a, Creek. Uh, no
0: that's eugene levy <laughs> oh, but um all right well thank you all for listening i hope you learned um, please something remember to rate review and subscribe <laughs> to the podcast it you really know, helps like, seriously leaving us a review it be seriously helpful right now if you're watching on youtube give us that thumbs up you know watch
1: the clips share it with your friends tell like, your family at christmas dinner this week all about the show and how it's great and um yeah we yeah. got some big things coming for you in the new year and uh yeah this is uh this is just a it's just been a blast sharing this knowledge with the our, our beautiful audience you've all been so supportive and uh I can't wait for you to see where this, we're taking this project.
0: And with all this Disney stuff, I wanna, I wanna do a classic Disney thing and I wanna give you your kiss goodnight. Cause that's a Disney thing at the parks. They call it the kiss goodnight. I know you love this. It's, uh, I don't just don't know fire- what you're talking about. It's the fireworks show that they do at the parks. It's called it's, the kiss goodnight. It's, uh, because they want they want you as a guest to feel like you're getting a kiss goodbye from kiss goodnight from who? I guess from Mickey. That's a rat. A but mouse? also, if you stay if you stay in some of their higher up hotels, you can literally pay for the for a tuck in, and the care the costume characters will come and tuck you into bed. You're shitting me. I'm not shitting you.
1: Can You pay a little extra, and they'll do a little more. You know. <laughs> Many is looking good these days. I was thinking Goofy. You, you know,
0: I'd love to hear it. <laughs> <for everybody.
1: laughs> you know what I'm talking about.
0: Mm, you know, he's the throat goat. So mm. just... <laughs> All <laughs> right,
1: Goofy the. I hope you. I hope
0: you left your reviews that we asked for <laughs> <laughs> before. <laughs> we called Goofy the
1: throat goat, <laughs> but um.
0: Thanks <laughs> for listening.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: yeah.
1: oh no!
2: One two. <laughs>